Welcome to The Naked Connection. This is the show that helps you, yes you, reach sexual mastery and build deep connections. thought that it would be really fun for the first episode for it to be only you and I. It's our first date. We're kicking it off. We're getting to know each other. And it's an opportunity for us to connect. And like any first date, it might be incredibly awkward. It might have some uncomfortable moments, some awkward silences, or who knows, maybe we're going to connect and fall madly, deeply in love. Only one way to find out, and that is to actually go on the first date. This is where we're going to really get to nerd out together. We're going to get to talk and dive into all things sex, connection, and love. And, you know, truly, honestly, the reason why I'm here wanting to connect with you is because I truly believe that intimacy and connections are one of the most important experiences and most beautiful experiences of life on this planet of being a human. What is better than having great sex? What is better than having deep love? What is better than having an incredible relationship? I think it's kind of hard to to top that. I really wanted to create this podcast because not only do I care about this a lot, but I I love having conversations and learning about why people are the way that they are. Why do we do what we do? Why do we show up the way that we show up? And especially when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships, love, all of the things, I think that it's really fascinating. I could talk about this stuff till the cows come home. I could talk about it all day long. It jazzes me up. I get super excited about it. And I hope that I'm able to bring you as much as I can in the space and time that we have together every week. The show is called The Naked Connection, and I think that it can mean a couple of different things, right? It's naked physically or naked emotionally. And I figured we're going to be here together exploring some pretty intimate parts of ourselves. And, you know, for the past few years, I've been doing a lot to change myself, a lot to grow myself, to expand. And I had hit a rock bottom in terms of my romantic life and in terms of my connections, just in general, not even necessarily in love. I was in a really horrible on and off relationship for nearly four years with someone. We had this like really unhealthy dynamic. And when I came out of it, I realized that I needed to change, that if I didn't change myself, I would just end up in another relationship just like that. And I was going to repeat that cycle. And we were just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And I didn't want that. So for the past few years, I've been doing so much to change and to learn. And I actually, this is interesting. I come from a background of engineering. I was an engineer for almost a decade and I spent a lot of time truly problem solving. And I realized that relationships and intimacy and connection are ultimately puzzles of the human experience. The ultimate, most interesting, hard puzzle to solve. I really sought out to learn about all of these things for myself, first and foremost, like how to be a better partner, how to be a better lover, how to connect more deeply and more effectively with other people. And in this quest, I realized I'm like, I am learning so much information. This can't just be for me. I have to get out of my own way. I have to share what I'm learning. It's like, why isn't everyone doing this? Why doesn't everyone know this? I felt responsible to share here with you. 
for me, you know, I had a few relationships in my life that ended and I wanted to know why did they end? Why do some people find love and others struggle to find it or others struggle to keep it? Maybe they find it and it's hard to maintain. Why can't we communicate about our feelings and needs easily? Like these are the questions that were really driving me every single day. And I think that it's interesting because it's so easy to express how we feel about other parts of life. Like it's so easy for me to say, oh, I love when the sun's out or, oh, it feels so great when we get to go surfing or I just am so happy to be able to listen to music. But why is it so hard to express thoughts, emotions, and feelings about relationships? Why is it so hard to express around love? And I really want to talk about that. You know, how we do one thing is how we do everything, how we show up in our sex life, how we show up in our love life, how we show up in connections is ultimately how we show up in the rest of our life. And I think that they're both kind of, it's like the chicken before the egg, not sure which one, but I think that they're so intimately connected. And if something like love has the capacity to be so challenging and so painful and hard, I thought to myself, then it also must have the capacity to be incredible and expansive and inspiring and a beautiful part of life. And the same for intimacy. Like if sex can be really challenging and impact life in a really hard way, then it can also have the power to make life magical, cosmic, like all of these incredible things. So instead of living on one side of the pendulum, let's swing to the other and see what's possible. And my desire is for us to have that. My desire is for us to know what's possible when we have epic love, when we have incredible connections. And look, I I want to share this right now with you that, you know, I don't think of myself as an expert. I am on this path with you. Like we're in the trenches together. We're fighting the fight side by side. And while I've grown a ton, of which, you know, I'm really proud. I am here with you. You know, over the past two years, I've gone through a really intensive program that studied relationships from a tantric and a holistic approach. So it was a coaching program that was 18 months long where I learned how to navigate sex, love, and relationships with that tantric lens, which is something I absolutely love. And then I also chose in that moment, I knew how deeply I wanted to go down this path. I am currently in grad school to become a therapist. And my intention is to become a sex therapist and really work with couples and individuals around intimacy, around what's possible, not just in the pain, but what's possible in the beauty of this part of our lives. And I think it would just be really weird if I came out here and tried to tell you what to do all of the time and give this sage wise advice. And sure, I have some, but mostly I am going to be sharing openly about my experiences and I'm just going to be sharing what I'm learning along the way. And also inviting on experts to hang out with us because I know that there are people that have been doing this for decades and decades that are phenomenal and they are going to blow your mind. I've already recorded with a handful of them in preparing for this and they're just so dope. I can't wait for you. So that's kind of like a little bit of how I hope that we can build a relationship that we're holding hands side by side, walking walking down the windy road. One of the things people might be curious about is, you know, I'm, I'm talking to both men and women, but I think that really the intention of this show is to support men. And you might be wondering, well, why isn't this show specifically just for women? And I have a few thoughts about that that I wanted to share on our first date. And that's, you know, first that I realized when I was going through this process myself, when I 
you know, kind of like faced that dark moment and realized if I didn't change myself, I was going to be in a rut in love forever. That there were so many resources and so much available for women in this space. And there wasn't a lot for men because I kept finding myself being like, where is this for guys? I'm in this woman's group and I love this. And why isn't why aren't there dudes here? Why isn't there like the equivalent for men? I just couldn't help but keep asking myself that. And so that was kind of like the first little tickle in my brain that made me think there's something missing here. I also recognized that, you know, men deserve to have access to resources too. Men deserve to have information as much as women do. And I think that we both are kind of navigating life and space in this space in different ways right now in time. And I, I just don't want women to be the only ones that are getting the support. And I, and I don't think that that's necessarily the case, but I just want to expand upon it. And I really care so deeply. I just, I have such a profound love and respect for men. You guys are amazing truly amazing. I feel so fortunate to know some really incredible men. And I know that if you're listening to this, like you are one of them and I just respect you so much and have so much love for you. And I want to give to you. I want to have this be a gift to you in your life. So there's that piece of it. And, And I also think that there's just some stuff happening out there in the world that is making it challenging to navigate being the fullness of a man, asking for what you want, claiming your desires, and also being in deep connection with your heart and what you desire. My hope is that we're open to exploring how to connect more how to have better relationships and more amazing sex because I really believe that it's so possible. It's so possible. Why now? Like one thing that I want to share is I I geek out sometimes really hard on things and I am just a sucker for a good stat. Okay. Just throw a good statistic at me and I'll drool all day long. In doing research about relationships and intimacy, I found that people are having less sex than ever. There is a massive, massive sexual opposite of a revolution. Depression. I don't know what the word is. A sexual renaissance. No, that's a good thing. Sexual repression. There's just a giant sexual decline, okay, everybody, that we're really, really experiencing. I don't know what the word is. And I think that one of the things that I wanted to talk about, statistically speaking, is in terms of dating apps and the impact that they're having for both men and for women, really, and society at large. So I learned that the top 10% of men get about 90% of women's attention online. If you're in the top 10%, you're doing great. If you're in like the 90 to 50%, you're doing okay. And if you're 50% or below, you're doing absolutely horrible. You're basically not getting any attention. And what's interesting, I learned that women are usually looking for three things in a man. The first is the ability to get resources, intelligence, and kindness. And it's harder to signal the second two on an online dating app. It's harder to signal kindness and signal intelligence. Sure, you can say like where you went to college or you can wear a t-shirt of a university, but it's a lot easier to signal the ability to get resources, which unless you have that makes it really hard to virtue signal, to signal to women 
that you are a stand-up man that would be an incredible partner or someone to date. This displacement and attention that's happening in online apps where 10% of the men are getting 90% of women's attention, it's producing this cohort of undesirable men. And another wild stat is that for every one man who graduates college in the next, I think it's five years, two women will graduate. There's this concept called hypergamy, which is where women date across and up. So if women are rising up, if more women than men are graduating from college, if women are pursuing career paths where they're making more money, they're rising up in society, all of these things, that means that by default, through the laws of hypergamy, where women are dating across and up, that means that men have to work extra hard to rise up as well. And this is directly impacting society overall. And it's also greatly shifting the way that dating occurs and the way that relationships are forming. And I I share all of this because while that might sound kind of depressing, (laughs) maybe a little sad, I know that it is completely possible for anyone any man, any woman, regardless of where you fall in that percentage online or in real life, it is so possible to have connections and to have incredible intimacy and to have beautiful, beautiful relationships and sex. And the thing is, I feel like for a first date, I'm getting like a little bit serious and a little bit deep. And I guess that's just how I'm feeling today. Um, sometimes I can't, I'm a giant child and I can't be taken seriously for seven seconds. And today I'm really getting into it. The stats, I'm telling you, they get me fired up. So I think one of the things I wanted to address today is that, you know, we aren't taught as kids how to have good sex, how to have healthy relationships, how to navigate conflict. I personally never had a single conversation or a single class. I never took sex ed. I was in, this is so funny, in middle school, I will never forget this, in middle school, they had sex ed, but for whatever reason, if you were in band, (laughs) you didn't take sex ed. (laughs) Like band was, either you took PE or you took band, and if you were in band, you didn't get sex sex ed, so only the people in PE got sex ed, and because I was in band, I didn't get sex ed, which just makes me think about the movie American Pie and how all of the people in band are having all the sex. It's because they never were educated on it, so they're just going for it. No, um, but I never had even that, which everyone talks about it being really embarrassing and horrible. And if you've ever seen the movie Mean Girls and they talk about basically their sex ed class, the guy's like, you will get chlamydia and you will die. And that's and he just throws condoms at everyone like, good luck. And that's their sex ed. Not too far off from what I've heard. So either you had some weird version of that or you didn't have it at all like me because you're a banner just playing the flute, hanging out with your homies. It probably wasn't something that you learned a lot about. And also having healthy relationships, not just sex, but like how often are people in school or in families sitting down and having conversations about like, hey, this is how you build a connection with someone. This is how you establish a foundation for a really incredible relationship. No, like we just get thrown out into the wind. And it's always so funny to me because I think about it like there are things that we just assume we will be good at. I don't know if it's like, the world just assumes that we're going to be good at being in relationships, but they don't assume that we're going to be good at doing the laundry because I definitely learned how to do the laundry when I was a kid. But navigating a romantic connection, like forget about it. And I just want to pause for a moment and say that I love my family and my parents very much, and they taught me to be an incredible human being, and I'm so grateful for them. As a result of this, we end up wandering the earth with like you know, the equivalent to a stained and wrinkled shirt because 
We were never taught how to do our romantic laundry, right? Some of us can, (laughs) some of us can hide the stains better than others. You know, you think someone's got it together and then you get into it and you're like, oh, you got some stinky armpit stains there that you were just hiding. Or, you know, some of us are lucky and we hate spaghetti. So we've never gotten a single spot of pasta sauce on any of our t-shirts, right? So going to get away from the clothing analogy, but I hope you understand what I'm saying here. And because of that, we need and we crave this. And yet we perpetuate that it's really hard to talk about and it's really hard to access. So that's what this show is for. That's what this space is for. That's what I'm hoping to do with you. I'm hoping that together we can learn how to have really beautiful relationships and really deep connection and like the most bind blowing epic sex of your freaking life. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get after it. Let's do the damn thing. As we're talking about what we learned growing up or what we didn't learn growing up, you know, we all have patterns from our childhood that really impact our adult way of being. We ultimately dump those patterns onto our partners, oftentimes without even being conscious that we're doing it. Definitely get into attachment theory later on and like choosing the types of love and the types of partners that we have based upon our primary caregivers love styles. We'll get into all of that. Don't you worry. That's for date number 17. So the other night got into this conversation in one of my classes in grad school where we talked about this idea of whether we're coping with our struggles or confronting them. And if you're here listening to this on, and if you're here on this date with me, you know, I want to challenge you to confront them. So instead of ultimately, I think, taking like the quote unquote painkillers to cope with the struggles, or maybe you're just, you know, having casual relationships, or maybe you're just avoiding love altogether, or maybe you're perpetually dating someone that you don't want to be with to protect yourself from ever having to actually face your struggle, like that's the equivalent to the painkiller. I think that on the other side of that, we could confront them instead. So instead of taking that painkiller, let's take that freaking vitamin. Let's go to the doctor. Let's have the surgery. Let's let's learn how to do the rehab on our broken wrist, on our sprained ankle, okay? We're going to fix these things together. We're going to confront them. Instead of coping with our struggles in love, we are going to confront the fuck out of them. And at the end of the day, I I want us to have fun. I want to have a ton of fun because like what is life without laughing and just like having a good time? And no, I'm not a freaking comedian, but look, I just like I want to have a good time with you and I'm I know right now most of these episodes are likely going to have that explicit label, that e on them because we're going to talk about some steamy things. I can't help myself but drop an F bomb on multiple occasions. It's going to happen. We're going to go there. We're going to have a ton of fun. And I think that love is hard. It It is. And it's something that's so worth fighting for. It's worth training for. I was a competitive athlete growing up. I competed in college and a little bit after. And I you know, really chose when I was in that pit of despair. No, that's depressing. When I was really truly had a moment of standing up and getting into the arena and fighting as they say. And I chose to do that. And I, I realized that in order to change, I had to start training. I had to start practicing. And 
That's what we're going to do here. This is going to be a playground and it's going to be a place to experiment. And there's one thing that I've come to learn along the way. It's that we forgot how to be kids. I hope that we can be children together and we can play together and we can learn together and grow. Now, I was really afraid of how of how this was going to go. I was really afraid of how this podcast was going to look. And to be really honest, it was one of the main reasons why I kept procrastinating it. If you know me, you know that I've been planning to do this for a hot minute for a while. And I was really afraid of what people would think. If I'm being honest, I was afraid that I wouldn't say something right or that I would come at this the wrong way or that people would listen and they would hate it. And, you know, I'm here. I have no idea how this is going to be received, but I set an intention and I want to honor that. And I want to push myself to do things that I haven't done before. And there's that saying, what got you here isn't going to get you where you want to go. And I think that that's true for me in this show. And I think that the same is true for us in the way that we connect with people in the way that we have sex and in the way that we have relationships always going to be afraid of what could happen. And we think about what is the worst thing that could possibly happen. But what if instead of thinking about what's the worst thing that could possibly happen, we think about all of the good, great things that could come. So I could have sat in my room thinking more and more and more about how I could say something horrible about everyone would, no one would ever want to work with me. Maybe I would say something that someone that I care about would really be upset about, like whatever it is, I could just think about all of those horrible things for as long as I wanted. But what if instead I thought about all of the great things that could come, all of the people that I could connect with, the people that, you know, if you're listening, like maybe I could help you. We do that so often in our lives, like looking at instead of asking that person out on the date because we just sit there thinking about like, well, they might say no, they might reject me, it might just end, it might be really bad, like maybe they already have a partner and that partner's going to come up and punch me in the face or get really upset because I actually went for it. Like we could play that out in our head, but what if instead you thought about how incredible it could be if you did ask that person out? And they said yes, and you had a beautiful connection, and you got to build something really amazing with them, and you got to connect in a physical way that you had never connected with someone before. Like, what if that was possible instead? So I chose to start thinking about this show in a place of what could possibly come. And I hope that you can start thinking about your life in a place of what could possibly come. And it will challenge us and push us and inspire us to get out there and to love in a different way and to connect in a different way and to experience intimacy in a different way. I titled this episode, Our First Date. I don't know, maybe our next date will be better. Maybe we'll have learned and reflected on this experience and decide to move forward with more success. Maybe you and I are making out right now and I don't even know it. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about first date kisses. I don't know how you feel about first date kisses. We're going to have to get there. But what I do know is that I cannot wait to share with you our upcoming guests, the topics that we're going to explore the connection that you and I are going to make together and so much more. I can't wait. I truly can't wait to hear from you. And I want to know what you want to learn about. I want to know what I can provide to you. I want to know who you want me to have on the show. I want to know it all. I want to know everything. So 
Until then, check out the show notes because I have all of the ways to connect with me there. Until the next episode, let's get after it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Naked Connection. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Trust me on this, your sex life and that special someone in your life will thank you for it. And if you really love the show, please take a moment and leave a five-star review or a written review and let me know what you think. It would mean so much to me and the show. Until next time, happy connecting.